Mama Tea Honey. Wait, she said what? No. Absolutely not. Pour me the rosé. Okay, I'm okay. My reality TV obsession is can't be tamed. I know, right? Yeah, it was just like a cute little hangover. Oh my god. Sierra, I'm dead. Hi. Hi. Uh, hi, hi. Happy Sunday. Do we say that? Like, happy, happy day? Oh. Happy, not happy day. <laughs> Happy, happy hi, happy day. How's it going, little C? It's going. It's going. I've had the chillest weekend, I think. Okay, you don't remember? We're still in it. It's just been the last day and a half. <laughs> I'm tired. But I get that. Can't wait for next next week. <laughs> what's what's next week? Um, next week I'm going on a girls' trip. Very Ooh, excited. Cute. Where? Palm Springs. Cute. With a fun, good group of girlfriends. I've never gone on a girls' trip before my 32nd birthday, like just like all girls. And mm-hmm. um, it's so lovely. It's, it's the most fun. The best. Half the time I'm like planning vacations now and I'm like, Connor, you sure you sure you have time to go to this? Right. Like, I could just go with like, my girls. <laughs> I could I love just go with my girlfriends. Trips. But, like, there's just something about, like, Girls Trip where, like, everybody is just on the same page and just, like, wants to relax, talk the entire time, drink wine. Last time we had a whole day where we just sat on the couch. Like, it was, like, our third day where we were just, Mm -hmm. like, hungover. Everyone just sat on the couch and watched hours of Love Island UK. I love this. I would love that. I feel like every Girls Trip I've done, um, I don't think we've ever had, like – a lazy day like that but that sounds so nice because it's always just like oh we're doing a girls trip we're drinking we might be doing a little bit of shrooms we might be like you know whatever Um, (laughs) but there really is like a different energy when it's just all women coming together the last I think the last like full girls trip I did was over COVID and it was when it was when it was like a little bit safer to do things, but like we drove to Arizona, so we didn't have to do any flying. Flights. Um, mm-hmm. It was everyone got tested before we went, and it was the most fun. There was a right. we one day we shroomed and tie dyed a bunch of clothing, and ended the night in the kitchen like blasting '90s and early 2000s just like female power ballads and just everyone like screaming at the top of their lungs and (laughs) we started doing like Disney Channel original movie original songs from like stuck in the suburbs and like Annalise Vander Vanderpump no (laughs) Vandal do you know who I'm talking about she's from That's a Raven the redhead I know she had a a short singing career on Disney Channel yeah I didn't I didn't know the last like two names movies that you listed but it is I get it no, I'm like me and my best. We do original Disney um, music, so we'll do like Frozen and like uh, Moana. You're doing Disney and, movies, like, not decoms. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But I'm like, I get the vibe. It's perfect. No, it's just like I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I just feel like also like I'm like I love couples trips, but I do feel like men need more like activities mm-hmm. and like things to do. So it's like. A lot of the times, like, half the guys will be, like, gone golfing at, like, 6 in the morning. We're on vacation. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, no. Or, like, creating, like, obstacle courses or, like, things for them to do while, like, all the girls just, like, sit with their, like, blended cocktails being, like. Listen, we're tired. Okay? <laughs> we have to deal we with a lot out there chips. in the world. <laughs> yeah. 
This, this is, is our relaxed time. <laughs> exactly. I'm That's like, going to be so book. fun. Never How many people are going? Six of us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like we've got like, and it, it's just, I don't know. It's so, it's just so nice when things like that come together. And especially when you just like go on a trip with like every single person that's going, you just like love. So it's mm-hmm. just like, I just know I'm going to have the best time. And it's just like midweek chill. I love that. We're going to play I love that. Ball. Have you watched all of Selling Sunset? Because there's a girl's trip episode, which is so oh, funny to yes. me because they don't all vibe. There's the one girl that's just like insane. Nicole? Okay, wait. I can't with her. I cannot with her. Uh-uh. The whole just like bringing up the drama from three years prior about a house listing that you made all the money for. Like, I, tell it me you need insane. a TV moment without telling me. Literally all of the like – God, I can't even remember what she was saying, but she was just getting so angry at that dinner, calling her lawyer. She was like freaking out over Chriselle saying something about her being on drugs. And it's like, listen, that's really not the worst thing Chriselle could say. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> sometimes we're on drugs and like sometimes that's okay. <laughs> it's like, I get it. I get being upset, but I'm like at the same time, it's kind of like what Lala, I always like quote Vanderpump people, mm-hmm. Vanderpump women, but it's kind of like what Lala said at the reunion. It's like, you you signed up for reality TV. Like, yes. you know, so it's like when accusations and things go flying, it's like, you don't go run Raquel. You don't go run to a lawyer and like, it, but still want to be on the show kind of situation. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you were so offended or like you thought that that was going to affect your business and and your reputation, wouldn't that be like the point where you're like talking to producers, like either pull this or like I am I quit kind of thing? Right. Because it's like w- at that point, it would seem like it wouldn't be worth it for you to be on a show if it's if it's compromising things. But right. that's why it's like, so tell me you need a TV moment without time. Mm-hmm. And the idea that you thought that people were going to side with you coming for like one of the, like the main girls. Mm-mm. Who's also like having her like thrive moment after her like yeah, divorce? Yeah, no one, all of no that one's stuff. on your side. Like no <laughs> one's on your side. Mm-mm. No one's attacking Chriselle. Right. Even um, I was very disappointed with Mary this season. What did Mary do? She was she got like uh promoted to being manager, and then it was just uh-huh. like a shit starts to hit the fan, where I'm like she just she says nothing she doesn't like step in she doesn't like she's not doing her job and then like wants to like cry to everybody else about like how her job is too hard for her and it's like baby you've been in this industry for a very long time and it's like you got added responsibility and I understand it's it might have been too much but I'm like Mm -hmm. if you can't handle the condos then the least that you could be able to handle is like in office drama you're friends with everybody so it's like the very least I'm like even Jason and and I can't remember his twin's name at the moment but like how they go in it's just kind of like Brett yeah Jason and Brett where it's like they're just kind of like cut the shit and then the women cut the shit because guess what like that's their boss telling them to cut the shit and like it's like Mary's like but everybody's my friend and like she does a lot of this much where she just opens her mouth and kind of looks back and forth between people and it's like hey say something (laughs) Don't just like look shocked this entire time. Just say whatever you want to say. She did do a good job, I think, at the girls' trip when that whole like Chriselle telling Nicole she was on drugs moment. Like she went and comforted Nicole, but also in that moment was like, but you are in the wrong here and like you got to take a step back and you have to stop doing this. Like this is too much and we can't have this in the office. Um, And then she did the same and went and talked to Chriselle and gave her a little bit of like, so she's in the wrong mostly, but you are totally in the wrong here. Like, don't go around telling people that they're on drugs. Um, so I felt like she handled handled it there well, but totally every other moment, whenever they're in the office, whenever they're at like a like a opening or whatever, and there's some sort of drama, she's not handling it at all. 
She's giving like Tom Schwartz, just hiding in a plant somewhere, whistling, mm-hmm. being like, oh, this is so ridiculous. This should not be happening. Then stop it. Oh my God. It's, then stop it. We're at a professional event. Um, who I actually was very surprised by. I thought I was not going to be able to stand her. I love Brie. I, I love Brie. Brie. I love Brie She's so much. Such a breath of fresh air. Such mm-hmm. a bad bitch. Like I... Mm. I don't understand the Nick Cannon of it all, but like outside of that, her looks amazing. She's beautiful. And I love her like confidence. And I love like a woman who can like hold their own, but doesn't have to go for low blows. You know what I mean? Like when they, Mm -hmm. when her and Chelsea were having that whole conversation and it was just very much like, why do you feel like this is your right, your, your business, your place. But it's like, she never like attacked anybody else. She never like went for even like a, a low blow with appearances or your relationship situation, just nothing. Like she doesn't mm-hmm. go tit for tat. She's just like, shut up. She and, doesn't and feel like she needs to. She's like, hey, no, you're wrong. You're annoying. Cut it Love out. Love it. Cut Loved it out. the energy. It was absolutely what was needed. I think she like elevated this season for me. Like, even with Heather, I'm like, I was a little disappointed with her too, where I was just like, I don't think she was trying to stir the pot to create drama between, but I'm also kind of like there, you know how that goes where it's just Mm -hmm. like to have somebody that you think you're closer to and have had a longevity and friendship and then like makes friends with somebody in a week and is like throwing you under the bus to that person. Right. Like that's trust. Like, you know what I mean? Like my best friend, I'm like, if I were to find out that like she's going around saying something that's not or even like misconstruing my words to get me in trouble kind of thing and not saying like, in the moment, like, you shouldn't be saying that about her or, like... Right, like, she could have said all of that stuff to Chelsea in the moment and had that really conversation with her about. versus taking it and then running to Brie and then it becoming this issue between Brie and Chelsea. And it's like, wait, let's just lay it all out on the table when it's happening. You didn't like what I said? Tell me. Exactly, Tell me. exactly. Because yeah. that's what I'm saying. Every chance that they got to be behind a closed door, Heather's like, let me unpack all of the bullshit. And it's just mm-hmm. like bring this up at the dinner table, put her in her place when it's happening while y'all are out or while you're at dinner. Like, why are we having these like separate side conversations to elevate and make it sound so much worse than what it is where I'm like, there's just an honest conversation that needs to happen, which is just like, I feel like the basis of all like girl drama is right. it's just like somebody plays telephone telling us information about what somebody said about us. And we're like, well, why am I even the topic of conversation at lunch to begin with? So now I'm already Mm -hmm. offended. And now I think this person has it out for me. So it's like anything that you hear on top of that, it's not really like room for improvement. You know what I mean? It's almost just Mm -hmm. like stacking the chips against our friendship, which like fun is that? Love it. I love that for I us women. <laughs> um, but yeah, at the same time, this is why I watch reality TV. I was like so down the other day and I was just like, you know, I need to put something on so that I like watch it. And I'm like, thank God that's not my life. Like things I'm, I'm feeling low, but like things could be so much worse. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You really get I to turn it. that brain off for a little bit. Like we don't have to think at all when we're watching <laughs> Selling Sunset. Um, somebody that I was listening to said that, uh, reality TV took over soap operas and like reality TV is mm. the new soap opera. And I'm like, yeah, 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 Literally. it actually is. I'm only watching for the drama or like 90 day fiance, just like the most ridiculous circumstances that I would never mm-hmm. be in. And I'm like, what's that like? So I don't have to live through it. Like, yeah, if it's not on Bravo, I'm probably not watching it. Right. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I'm watching everything. I'm watching literally every TV show that's on right now. Platonic did, with Seth Rogen, so good. And Rose Byrne. I've never even heard of this. Wait, oh Seth Rogen and, and, and Rose Byrne are doing a project together? Another one? It's a, it's a TV show. 
There's like four or five episodes out right now. It's on uh, Apple TV Plus. It's so okay. good. They're so funny. Them together is just like incredible. What movie did they do together? Uh, Neighbors. Yes. Like, literally my favorite like yep. TV movie couple was the two. And they have them. a show now. That's <laughs> that's my like I want to go to dinner with or like the the blunt rotation like who would be in yours like mm. those two are definitely in mine. I would love to spend some time with the two of them. Would be so um, much fun. But you know what I did watch uh, hmm. while I did nothing this weekend? Um, I binged Smartless, the oh. um, Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett podcast tour doc series. Um, so freaking funny. So Ugh. funny. I I've watched like three I... episodes. You watched the whole thing? I watched the – I think I have one episode left. I'm on like episode okay, amazing. eight. Oh, it's just so good. And it honestly like – I, I didn't know that I loved Will Arnett as much as I do, but like, <laughs> I really do. I really, I was mad at him when uh, him and Amy Poehler divorced because like that was like my like dream couple to like go to dinner with, mm-hmm. and now it's like, it's like I I just thought he was the problem or something because like I blame men, um, right? Of and then come to find out, I was like, oh my god, he's such a good father. He's such like I don't he. He, his comedy just like hits me. It just hits mm-hmm. me the right way. <laughs> like he's so I love funny. Sense of humor. Yeah, yeah I feel like I didn't really know anything about him before Smartless, and after listening to it, I'm like, uh, Will Arnett, Stan. Like I'm obsessed. Love him. Heart. Like fuck Mary Kill. Will Ooh. Arnett, Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes. Oh, fuck Mary Kill. Um, okay, so I would. Um, well, this is weird. Okay, because I would marry Will Arnett. Okay. Which means I'm fucking Sean Hayes. You do the math. Because you want to kill Jason? Because I want to kill Jason Bateman. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm like, he... Rough. I know. I know. Well, I'll explain mine, and then I'm going to ask you. Because I'm like, for me... Yeah, tell me why. And, and like, I I do like Jason Bateman. Do not get me wrong. Uh, No hate. But it was just... The two people that are making me laugh or, like, making me have, like, moments were Will and Sean, like, sharing personal stuff and just, like, laughing through things. Um, And then Jason just – and I know it's, like, an ongoing joke. Will gives him a hard time, I think, the first, if not second episode because it's, like, he's talking to, like, an assistant. But it's, like, well, how do you think about, like, maybe going and get me a coffee? Like, it's just very, like – and Will's, like, we don't need anything. Like, Sean and I are fine, (laughs) you know? But it's, like, every little thing. It's, like, Jason's, like, oh, I'm cleaning this up. Anybody going to come help? Like, you know what I mean? I was getting mm. like a vibe where it was just like, yeah, no, Jason kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Gosh, everything, everything's just rubbing me the wrong way today. Um, what about you? Fuck, Mary kill. Ooh. Okay. So I love Jason Bateman. Um, so I'm having a really hard I also time deciding if I'm going to marry him. I don't either. Okay. Um, I was like, I feel like Ozark fans too are I'm like, don't come for me. But like, I don't, the only thing I've seen is like horrible bosses. I love horrible bosses. Couples retreat. Um, have you not seen Couples Retreat? I just feel like he kind of plays himself. He does, but he's so funny. (laughs) Yeah. And like, um, uh, what is the, the breakup with Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn, Jason Bateman? He always plays himself, but he's just so funny. I love his sense of humor. So I'm going to marry Jason. I'm going to do it. I'm going to marry him. Okay. I'm going to fuck Will Arnett. Okay. I guess I'm killing Sean. I really don't want to. I really, I really like don't want to. That's like sacrilege. Like you, you <sighs> can't kill Sean Hayes. <laughs> but you did it. It hurts. It hurts me to do it. But he is dead. <laughs> so 
Well, and I killed your husband, so I'm Deeds very sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> Everything's good. Um, but yeah, their podcast tour, like I kind of like wish that I knew, I guess I just didn't know about their podcast, but like I wish I knew about Wait, do you it not listen to the pod? You just no. watched the documentary? Oh my I God, you should listen to the podcast. Okay, I was also coming at the like fuck, Mary kill of it all, like listening to them on a daily basis, but you Got don't you. have that. So I can no. totally see it just from this documentary, Jason being a little Why? annoying. Because there okay. was even a moment where, um, as they were like getting ready to get on their private jet, where he was like, I guess I'm loading up my own stuff. And he like throws his backpack on him. It's like, do you not normally just grab your own bag? <laughs> like we can't. And that was like the first time we saw him. So I can totally see him from that just being like, D- um, diva? Are we a little yeah. divi? Little divi? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of like mm-hmm. the vibe I get. And I'm just like, not, that's, it's not, it's not a sexy quality for me. Fine with my friends, but like, I'm dating you. Like, uh, the only high maintenance one here is me. Uh, me. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else have you been watching? Um, let's see. I watched Bama Rush. Did you watch okay. this? It's the documentary about the, <laughs> the Bama Rush that like blew up on TikTok. <laughs> Okay. Did you I watch it when TikToks. it was on TikTok? Okay. Terrifying. Um, terrifying. Like terrifying. really just so – too much. So um, extra, so much. All of like the chants that they did. Okay. My favorite is the the like where they're rushing from or whatever. And it's like the like, I'm never, 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 and I'm baby, 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 rush. Like it's just like, <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Yeah, Sarah Wolford used to send me like every single video. She's like, this is the in- most insane side of TikTok I've ever been on. And I actually didn't get that deep into it on TikTok. I think it just spooked me a little too much. Um, um, it was like popping up on my algorithm and I would just be like, no. Yeah. No. How yeah, it's a here? lot. It was one day. It was one day, one hour that I fell into a hole and the algorithm was like, she wants to know it all. <laughs> She needs the tea. <laughs> well, so the terrifying. documentary was supposed to go like really deep in on what what the trailer made it seem like was like we were going to be picking apart what the Greek life is like and there's mm-hmm. like deep dark secrets, maybe it's a little culty, um the machine, the machine of it all and right, which we was get what I like, was interested in. Yeah, same. And we got like I don't know, 10 minutes of that. And the rest was about, like, how difficult it is to rush a sorority and, like, what that process is like and mentally what that does to the girls that are rushing. And, like, they plan this shit years in advance and they have sorority coaches helping them get in and they deal with a lot of, like, body dysmorphia and all of these – and, like, eating disorders. And it went – I mean, it's still, like, shitty and sad and, like, really interesting that this is such a – cultural thing that people do even though it's like so toxic to them um but it really didn't go into like the sororities much it was it was weird it wasn't bad but it like did not go into the spaces that it kind of promoted itself as if that makes sense like get like sorted details are they talking about um what's that thing that people when um hazing or like did it talk like what is the machine hazing so the machine is actually crazy and i wish they had they could have made an entire documentary about the machine. And honestly, that's right. kind of what I thought this was going to be. The machine is essentially like every sorority and every fraternity has, I think it's like two people that um, are like asked to be a part of this machine. And there okay. are, I think like weekly meetings that happen literally in like a basement of a fraternity. Like it's very, very cult-esque. And 
they these are the people that um, they'll be in the meetings when there's like a student council, like who's running for president of the school, any like political anything, um, right. and probably outside of the school, but like anything that's going on, there is like somebody in charge of the machine that then tells all of these people from every sorority and every fraternity who they're going to vote for who's allowed to show up at what, and then they go back to their sororities and they feed that information to everyone. So the machine is controlling everything that happens at the school. Oh. Yeah. And they, and, and they just scratched the surface on that. And they just scratched the surface. I think they mentioned it for like four minutes. I was like, that's what I, I want to know, like who the people are that are making the decisions. I want to know how the people get picked to be like the representatives for their sororities. I want to know how the people within the sorority interact with that and like how they feel about that and if they think that this is like corrupt or not. But right. no one would talk about the machine because they're it doesn't exist and they're not allowed to. But it's like, okay, well, that's what the interesting documentary would be. Like get in there, find somebody that's telling us about it. What? We're just going to ask. Thank they're going to say no and we're going to be like, oh, okay, cool. Like, no, I want to know. Thank you for baiting us with yeah. good stuff and then not even elaborating or talking about it. And that's kind of what I heard, too, was that, like, mm -hmm. everything that they advertised that it was going to be in the trailer, it's just, like, not that. And then I did hear that the director is, like, in it as well. So it's just, like, that it, – and it wasn't, like – the way that they said it in the trailer was that it was, like, there will never be another sorority after yeah. this is exposed. And then, yeah, the feedback that I've seen was just, like – Nothing was really exposed. If anything, it's more pro-sorority than anti. Yeah, it was weird. There was one portion of it, like, there's 15 minutes left of the documentary, and I'm like, surely something really intense is going to come up. And there's this moment where it's like, the school's finding out that HBO is doing a documentary, and all these people are finding out, and it's this really dramatic thing, and they start, like, having emails and tweets and everything pop up on screen. You're like, okay, great. This is where, like, everything's going to come together. The juice. They just move on from it. They do, there's no, no, there's literally nothing that comes from that. It's like, what is this about? And yeah, the the director kept like, it was so interesting. So she, she has alopecia and okay. um, for a lot of her life, she wore a wig and was like really afraid to just be herself and take that off and like accept who she was and know that she's beautiful as she is. And like, that is a really um, important and interesting story. It's so unrelated to... Bama Rush and there were like five different moments where she would like almost take her cell phone and do like a selfie video and insert her story into whatever what? these girls were talking about as far as rushing a sorority like it was the weirdest thing it just felt like two different documentaries Wait, are you telling me that she's talking about this but like she's not like it's I didn't have the confidence up until I joined Alabama. She was never even in, she was never in a sorority. So it's like no. the girls would be talking <laughs> no. about like the insecurities around rushing and then she, it would turn to her and she told a story about how like a girl made fun of her for wearing a wig in elementary school. I'm not saying that story isn't important. They are just so right. unrelated that I was like, what is the point of this? What are you this is not feeling cohesive and like these are the same documentary. It was We're really like, bizarre. Yeah, so it's two, two storylines that are completely unrelated based off of the director's life and personal experience and then mm -hmm. comparing it to girls rushing in sorority, but she's never rushed a sorority, so she doesn't actually know mm -hmm. what that feels like. Mm -hmm. hmm. I think really I'm going to leave. <laughs> I, think, 
You don't have I'm to like, watch it. I, yeah, I'm like, I feel like I'm. It's, it's always great for people to like put themselves in other people's shoes, and maybe that's just something that she's always been like attracted to. I'm just more so confused as to why you would promote it as like a salacious documentary, and then it's not that. Let alone that that's not even what the subject matter is about. Right. <laughs> like, I'm just yeah. Must have got would like, not recommend lost in the sauce. Okay. Okay. Would not so recommend. Do not watch. No, and it sucks because I was so excited for it. But um, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't waste your time on it. Do we want to get into any like your like Vanderpump theory? <laughs> oh yeah. Like wait, we're not laughing. <laughs> I had to like put it in our podcast that it was like a comedy or like comedy or like entertainment. And I was like, I don't know. I think comedy because we're gonna be laughing the whole time. And I'm like, wait, all I want to do is get deep and cry. <laughs> Whoopsie! Listen, we talk about the heavy stuff, but we make it fun. And somehow we- a beat. <laughs> Surprisingly, a beat. Surprisingly, a beat. Okay. So also, I do remember. Um, so this weekend, I was sitting on the couch a lot, but I watched a lot of podcasts because um, I do watch a lot of podcasts on YouTube. And mm-hmm. I was watching the Vial Files, huh. and he had Ariana's best friend, um, Brad, Brad Kearns on. And we were talking about VPR theories uh, last week and he was kind of talking about just even within their friend group and how like they genuinely don't think it's anything that bad. Like they're like essentially rolling their eyes at the idea that something that bad is going to come out. um, That they wouldn't be resigning us kind of. That's kind of the thing. But then Nick made a really good point where he was like, as like for like producers, this is money on the table that they're not filming. Like they should be picking up right now. And for them to feel like whatever comes out is going to be so bad that they might not want to renew uh, contracts that they didn't pick up cameras while filming while the cast is finding out this news that's where it's like you can't tell me that it's not that bad you know what I mean like and I don't know like you don't I, it, think it's going to be that bad or you think that there's definitely I, something that's bad it it has to be that bad because I'm like if the producers want to con- to like remain having trust with the castmates that they felt like picking up filming would be doing them dirty essentially mm-hmm. that they're like we're gonna wait up till because uh the next season's already been greenlit so right. they could be filming right now and the producers are choosing not to until this secret or whatever is revealed I'm like again money like in production and whatnot mm-hmm. they're losing money they're losing content by like not filming this right now so even though like Brad was like I don't think it's gonna be that bad I'm like it it kind of has to be, but I, I don't like know what that could be. be. I, I just, as I said, I don't, I don't even know. Somebody said the theory was that Tom Schwartz actually slept with Raquel, but I'm like, I saw that. Why, I'm like, that doesn't like, feel big enough. Why would that be enough? Even if Raquel, whoever Raquel slept with, whoever, like all of those theories, I'm like, why? Or even if she's pregnant, why would that be something that's bad enough that producers wouldn't want to pick up cameras right now when all the stuff is going on? Right. You know. Yeah. So I'm like. What could be that bad that would break their trust? I keep seeing a lot of stuff that's saying it has to do with Schwartz, which I I don't know if I buy. Um, but there's like there's a stupid clip of him for the per, the promotional video. What is it called? The trailer for the next episode where his ha- right. head is like in his hands, and there's this one thing that's circulating on TikTok where it's just like that clip, and they're like, it has to be about Schwartz. I'm like, I think he's just like overwhelmed because he's generally overwhelmed by everything. And he's just um, in the middle of it. Yeah, and that, like, <laughs> Xanax moment. The moment where Sandoval goes green light, green light. What was that? What was that? Like, I know it's a code, but, like, that 
and then him pulling out the pill bottle and like the theories that I've been seeing on, on that is that it's a distraction for Raquel walking out but I'm like Raquel's walking out to sit down here so it's like I right. it can't be having everybody's eyes on her when she comes out being like oh I'm gonna distract them we're they're all gonna attack her no matter what so I'm like mm -hmm. the green light plus Xanax just it's not adding up I don't understand it it's so weird I mean it's for me that moment is important less because of whatever it was meant to like distract from and more because you see a moment of Sandoval just like kind of ordering Schwartz around and him right doing whatever in that moment because Schwartz looked like an idiot in that moment but Sandoval told him to do something and he did it and you also see this moment of like Sandoval having some weird planning bullshit that he's doing in the background and that like quote-unquote coaching that we keep talking about like you see that actually happen and it's like oh okay yeah. he is doing this shit and then him like wanting to to talk to Raquel without cameras around yes. it's like you need you ooh. that was crazy that was crazy also, I text her you idiot obviously you're not gonna be able to like did you see like it was the, the the weird like first of all I said like them talking in sentence fragments like where it was like kind of almost like them trying to like talk I was like I don't know if they're just like not able to put a sentence together or like trying to talk in a very broken code but it was so hard to watch and then there's this like 10 second just dead silence of them just like deadpan staring at each other and it's like you can see in Sandoval's head where he's like and that's where like Raquel's pretty much being like, it seems like you were in a solid relationship. I'm really uh -huh. kind of confused by this. You can see that like that's the moment where he's like, fuck, like I've I'm I'm losing her. Mm -hmm. And like that's where he like fakes a goodbye and then comes back two seconds later, being, all right, so is it cool if I just like get a moment alone? And it's like, right. bro, you're on set today for 10 hours. Like this is what you're contractually agreed to. So for you to act like you don't know the rules of the game is hilarious. Oh and then throwing a baby bitch fit because you can't get a moment alone legally so legally her. we need a break like shut up they're literally telling you you can go take one you just can't take one with fucking Raquel like together without a camera yeah what did you need to say to her like I'm just like oh I wish because I'm like also do you feel do you think that they gave them the moment alone because like all I don't of a think sudden so. it's like the camera like goes like upwards and then we like cut back to like the other people at lunch and then we don't see them again. But remember the pictures that we that were like leaked when it came out and it was of her sitting on of them sitting on the ground like smoking and, and, and drinking like we didn't see any of that oh. in the clips. So I'm wondering if they actually did give them a moment alone. And I think if they did, we're going to see that it's like Raquel being told like make sure you call Lala and James out for hooking up uh behind right. your back and all of that mm -hmm. stuff were again irrelevant six years ago and you guys mm -hmm. aren't even together anymore but you'll do that <sighs> to your best friend imagine like katie like i'm just like the strength that you have to have because i couldn't imagine giving 12 years of my life to somebody and then like divorcing them and like seeing everything that I've said but instead of having that like reasoning with yourself because you're like well I do love him or that's my that's my husband like to look back and be like look at this look at this you're literally being like a monkey being controlled and like mm -hmm. you just don't even see it yourself and you'll still defend this guy till the end and all she ever did was have like his best interest at heart and like Sandoval's over here like not speaking up for him for his behalf not not saying it and then fucking green light green, green light green like, light green light full control what? full control him and so Raquel. i actually did see something that um a theory that was like maybe there's something along the lines of schwartz figuring out like how much sandoval has used him and like created a really terrible situation for him here and maybe schwartz is the one that doesn't want to come back 
because maybe in an interview or maybe Raquel tells a story where it's what Sandoval was planning or whatever it is, but that there might be a moment where Schwartz is actually finally like eyes are opened, sees Sandoval for who he is kind of thing. Well, I mean, and that, that would have to maybe. be really bad. I know. Because like, as I said, I'm like, even with the this whole affair that even Schwartz knew about, I'm like, this man does not give a shit about you. So, and you still defend him blindly. Like even that text mm-hmm. message he sent to Ariana, like, I'm not going to kick my guy while he's down. Like where I'm like, what could even Sandoval have planned that you didn't know about that you think is so terrible that you would finally be the end of right. Schwartz and Sandy? Yeah. I would love to see it though. I would love to see it. Oh my God. I would love a Tom Tom breakup. That would be a great next season. Them not being friends anymore. Ooh, I would fuck with that so hard. Who would, who would, do you think that the the group would like bring Schwartz back in? I think they would. I think if Schwartz was like, fuck Tom Sandoval, I have been an idiot and like blind to this because I love him like a brother and I just always wanted to think the best of him. So I've really given him the benefit of the doubt over and over and over again. But now I see and I hate that guy. I think they would let him back in. Yeah, I'm like, and I would need it to be said like that verbatim. Okay, I'll get it. I'll get it to him. Send him the script. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know if he's capable of coming up with that on his own with his like word salads. But right. And Tom won't be coaching him anymore because they're not friends. So I guess I'm his new coach. (laughs) Oh, they did say it might be. What if it is the Brock thing? I actually just got chills when you said that. That would be so bad. That, that would, would be, be really, so bad. really bad. Like, okay, because if it was, then I could okay. see the production being like, we didn't tell any of the cast members that not only we filmed this or that this confession came out, but that we're going to air it. You know what I mean? So maybe they're even like, uh, before we pick up cameras and have these fucking people quit on us mid-season, mm-hmm. let's, let's just put it out there. I'm like, that's something that I feel like would be bad enough in the sense of, a relationship with production and the cast with like trust being broken. Right. Um, and it's, it, as I said, it's a secret supposedly that comes from Raquel. So I'm just like, that is the only thing that I could think that would be that bad because I'm like the, we just, she just got married. Like mm-hmm. they have a kid mm-hmm. and as if the everyone's life hasn't blown up enough already that I'm like throwing Brock into the mix. Like, I hope it's not true, but I'm just I like, hope if it's that not is, true. I would really hate it. I would really hate it. I wonder if if that was the case, though, if it would be Raquel that doesn't resign because she would be so incredibly hated at that point. Where well, like, I mean, Sheena would not. I don't. I feel like Sheena wouldn't not show up because of Raquel. She would be like, "Fuck that! No, this is my show. I'm gonna do it. You can't come back." Oh yeah, I mean, it would be Sheena's starring moment that she's been waiting for. But I'm yeah. like, I just don't know if under those circumstances. Because, I mean, that that like, she thinks this is her happy ending, and I hope that it is. So I'm mm-hmm. just kind of, like, if – and, like, Dumois, when they, like, came out with, like, that whole rumor and whatnot, they said it was because Brock was, like, bragging to his friends about it. Um, and the fucking weird story that she told no. where it was uh, – she didn't want to go back to her room in Vegas at a hotel, so she asked to stay – to sleep in the bed with them, and they said, okay. Right. And, like, to me, I'm, like – I'm sorry. There's a lot of, I got a lot of boundaries and I know that like maybe more than most in what world, in what world where I'd be like, 
you as a 28 year old grown ass woman want to sleep in bed with me and my husband? Like, are yeah. you summer moon? Are you a baby? Like, are you I'm, a baby? Are you a little and baby? She's, and she's tall. Like, it's like you take up space. <laughs> Sheena's over there sweating in the middle. Can't even like adjust her like blanket ratio. Cause like, if you take it off him, you're pulling it off rock. And if you pull it off, you're pulling it off. No, I, I don't. I don't know what kind of grown ass friendships this is. And maybe that's why you transition into new groups of friends as you grow older. And then once you all kind of are on the same page, then we can like have babies together and do all that kind of stuff. (sighs) I I just can't get over (laughs) the idea of just like one of my friends being like, my room is, can I, can I get into bed with you and Connor? Do you mind if I just like cuddle with you and Connor tonight? I don't like being in the guest room. That's what I'm like. And you're not, like uh, what's the propositioning a threesome like do you just right. genuinely want to sleep together if I, I was doing either. that if I ever came to you and was like can I sleep in the same bed you better believe I'm trying to have a threesome otherwise that's what, why am I doing it otherwise that, why am I doing it that's what I think and and the answer is no <laughs> like, and that's what I'm saying the answer should be no and the idea <laughs> that she was like I'm gonna let this grown-ass adult sleep in bed with me and my husband I'm just I, I, my brain can't fathom. Even if the girl told me she's terrified of the dark, sleep with the lights on in the bathroom, open the door. I don't, Maybe they I had don't a threesome. It. Maybe they had a threesome. Well, like, the thing is, I don't know. Cause I'm like, it's hard for me to believe that they would have a threesome. Cause I feel like Sheena almost looked at her as like a young, younger sister slash like daughter, the way that she was taking care of her. Like yeah. that she's like a baby that can't do anything herself. And Again, for nobody to find it weird that somebody who's almost 30 doesn't know the difference between, or doesn't know that you can't put aluminum foil in the microwave. Did you never see Just Friends? Like, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Like, there's so many, like, movie plots, so many things where I'm like, even if you don't know anything about the world, right. like, you know you don't put metal in a fucking microwave. Yeah. Her brain just does not function properly. Just doesn't. There's not a lot <sighs> going on in there. Well, and then the sociopathic nature of herself, like I'm, I'm throwing out a bold word there, but like, I don't know what other word to call it was her face, her face while watching Sheena. Oh my God. Maybe I should have written Sheena a personal note. Smiling while she said it. It was creepy. There's silence of the lambs. Yeah, fully. (laughs) A thousand percent. That is somebody who just like straight up terrifies me. I'm like, you literally felt nothing, not even guilt, but the thing that comes to your brain is maybe I should have written her a personalized, maybe you should have filed a TRO. That's impossible to get, by the way, but you could get one because you're on television while Mm -hmm. there are people out there who actually really need them. And she's over here like, Sheena punched me in the face because I slept with somebody's boyfriend I wasn't supposed to. Like, it's called consequences, okay? Yeah. Ugh. And I love Do you think Sheena did punch her? Yes. Yes, I do. I was like, Sheena... I'm like, nobody's sitting here being like, look, I can't, I can't make a fist because you're not thinking about that in the moment. If you're about to throw this girl's phone in the street, you probably cold clocked her. And and I, as I said, I support it. I support it. I've never been a fan of Sheena, but I'm like, Sheena's finally kind of understanding what it means to be a girl's girl. And I'm like having your friends back and, and, and talking down to these men who have hurt your friend. Mm Mm-hmm talking down to the woman not trying to find the like well it didn't happen to me and I'm sure she's sorry like right no no you fuck with my people at this point in life you're dead to me mm-hmm. dead to me dead it does suck me. a little bit that she like she had to be affected in order for her to to have these opinions right like she had to be deceived 
in order for her to care enough to be like, oh, I should be standing up for people. Whoopsies. Which, which also like bold statement from me because like team Ariana all the way. But it's also kind of the same thing with Ariana too, where it's like you sitting here while Katie's telling you that this girl is intentionally messing right. with my life and fucking with me. And when she brings it up and she's like, and shit's not looking right for you either. And she's like, well, she's never done anything but been kind and sweet and lovely to mm-hmm. me where I'm like, dude, where there's smoke, there's fire. And like yeah. Katie said it very clearly. She was like, I have a hard time believing that somebody that has intentions like that and would do that to me, wouldn't do it to you as well. Mm-hmm. Case in point. Case like what happened? Point, right. Even that mm-hmm. fight where I'm like, think about the fact that Raquel literally started drama at your sandwich party, like went up to Katie unprovoked and started shit where it's just mm-hmm. like, even then I would be pissed at my friend for that too. I'm like, this is my event, dude. Like, don't do this. Why are we? Yeah. Why are we screaming now? Now yeah. here? It's going to be interesting. Literally anything could happen in this last episode. And I am stoked. I'm so I excited am- for it. So ready. Technically, I mean, what this is airing on a Wednesday, so it's tonight. <laughs> it's tonight, guys. But- <laughs> Are we going to get to watch what happens live after the reunion? I Tell want me. Sheena on watch what happens live at any point because um, I want her to tell us if she punched Raquel remember the yeah. whole time she's like I, <coughs> I can't talk about it till the till the 29th I'll tell you after the 29th and I'm like mm-hmm. it's after the 29th charges were dropped did you do it <laughs> do you think That's she can still say it though yeah charges were dropped right I mean she I totally mean, did this- because even the way she was looking at Sandoval where she was like just watch your fucking mouth don't say anything don't say it's like she really can't have anyone say that on television right now when she is still dealing with this um Mm -hmm. and the way that she was so intensely being like don't fucking say anything Sandoval it's like okay you punched her (laughs) you punched her a thousand percent a thousand Mm -hmm. percent she was like legal is still pending yeah so you cannot say anything and he's such a weasel he's such a weasel because he also just like again I was like he kept exposing things uh throughout the episodes or trying to call people out for shit and it's like Sandoval you have done the worst thing that Mm -hmm. anybody here at this table could have done so why just shut your mouth just shut I just don't want to say anything because I'm I'm just like really like I'm trying to protect my friendship with Sheena but she I would take a lie detector test she 100% punched that like I know it and it's like <gasps> you are the worst human being ever T- throwing mm-hmm. James under the bus with that story and then like which I was also like if that story is true with the the waitress and everything that's not cool by the way right. um, not at all but where it's like after throwing him under the bus then James talks about getting a house and then you have Tom going congratulations really uh James and it's just like you would have loved it Every single time that Sandoval said something at this bar, as we're all watching it together, people, everyone, shut the fuck up. Sandoval, shut up. Nobody asked you. Why are you even talking? Everyone just came. For- the second he would start speaking, people were just tearing oh, him it. down. It was oh, beautiful. It was I a beautiful thing. It. Oh, my gosh. It makes you make me so jealous every time you tell your, like, reality bar stories because I'm like. <sighs> it's so cool. I'm going back for the reunion. Uh, Or for the final one. And then um, they're trying to figure out what their, like, next thing is going to be. They're definitely going to do Love Island UK, which I'm so excited about. They don't really know, like, what that cadence will be since there's a gazillion episodes of it. Um, But whatever they do, I'm here for it. You're just at the bar five nights a week. (laughs) I wouldn't put it past me. (laughs) Got good food, got good drinks. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well – What's doing your love life, Sabrina? <laughs>
Uh, nothing, Sierra. Literally nothing's going on. Um, so Savannah, what's dating in New York like? Dating in New York is rough. I've only gone on two dates in New York since I've been here. Um, and How long the have you first, been there? Over a year. Okay. Was it a yeah. choice? Well, so the first date I went on turned into like a seven-month-long thing. So, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that ended and I was sad and was like, I quit men. So I just stopped for a minute and just like didn't pursue any of that. And then I Fair. recently went on another date um, like a month ago and had like a really good couple of dates and then we're just, it's just nothing's happening there. So my two dates, those are, yeah. So seven months. Seven months. Um, and then- not a relationship. Which is insane to spend seven months with somebody. Um, and How does that work? What do you do so for seven months? Literally, we're in a relationship, but without yeah, the title. Like, and like the second that the, the title and like the quote unquote responsibilities of a relationship got brought up, it was very much like that? the. It's I. It doesn't make any sense to me because the way that we had been acting. Um, it was a relationship. Like you're already doing all the things, but there's something about making it official that like really spooks Run them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Immediately it becomes that, you know, just emotionally, I'm not really ready for that. It's like, what do you mean? You've been doing it. What do you have to change? Yeah. What do you have to change versus what we're already doing? You're coming over every night. I'm coming over. We talk every day. You mm-hmm. will talk when we're out of town. Like, so what? And you're swearing up and down. You're not hooking up with other people. So why is it that the idea of a title and responsibility is what freaks you out? It makes zero sense. It makes zero sense. And I've talked to so many friends that have had like really similar experiences. And Mm -hmm. all of this makes sense. And all of this feels like the norm in our 20s, right? Yes, we're all spooked. We're so young. We just want to have fun. It's it's That's like the mentality of it. it's bizarre to still be having these experiences in your 30s. Right. Like, it just, Are yeah, it just does in their 30s? Uh, seven month was 38, so almost 40. Um, and he, he was not emotionally av- uh, available for a relationship, but he committed seven months. He was really busy months. at work. He was really busy. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing about that, and I don't actually mean to, like, poke fun at him specifically, but – the way that all of them are emotionally like drained or don't have the capacity <laughs> for or are just so busy at work. It's a fucking handbook and I would like to take a look at this thing and I want to <laughs> see how they decide which generic fucking text they're going to send the second a girl brings anything <laughs> up. It is literally like copy paste. This it's- edition was written in 1985 and has not been updated <laughs> since. <laughs> like, I just don't understand. Like, I'm just what not is going on? Emotionally ready for a relationship right now. I've got a lot of things going on in my personal life and at work. I, I, I need to work on myself, and it's just like, well, it's insane because <laughs> literally same. But I'm able to do all those things and also realize that I can have a relationship if there's somebody that I'm interested in. Yes, it, it's reminding me of, he's not he's just not that into you when yes. the two uh, women are sitting on the bench and she's like, so I can't remember what his like cop out was, but then she's like, I saw myself doing that with you like together. Like uh-huh. <laughs> I need to, I need to figure my stuff out or whatever. And it's just like, yeah, I thought we were figuring it out together. So right. where where did all of a sudden it become 
you're gone. Like it just, it makes no sense to it me. Makes and no why, sense. why invest mm-hmm. the time, the energy? Like it's one thing if it's like a couple of weeks and fizzles out like, okay, cool, cool. But like seven months, so seven. you're almost out of a year. Yeah. Yeah. It and I'm just, not even it's a waste of your time. It's a waste of your right. time. As the guy that's doing this, why would you spend that much energy on me if there's not the a thing? Like, yeah. The, the it spark. seems like, and if you're so busy, why would you take any time out of your schedule to hang out with somebody that you just feel like lukewarm about? It just, I wouldn't do it. I would realize that I wasn't interested in somebody pretty quickly and just be like, yeah, right. that's not going to be a good use of my time. Not going to do that anymore. Okay, cool. Thanks. Bye just not I'm just not I'm just not into this right now mm-hmm. like I just I'm just not into this in general like I'm just like mm-hmm. I just don't understand why being direct well is- and also that would be the preferred thing like information to get from them right I would rather right. have somebody go you know you're great I'm actually just not feeling it like that I would so much rather get the the honesty of like I'm just not interested enough in this I'm just right. not that into you I would rather right. get that than like I'm busy and I'm emotionally just like can't do this. That's complete bullshit. That is such a cop out. That is you thinking that you're walking away from this as like the good guy because you spared my feelings in some sort right. of way. But it's like I don't need you to protect my feelings. I will fucking recover. This is not going right. to kill me. Um, just <laughs> tell me. Literally, just don't tell give me. So, I can... so much credit, guy. No. <laughs> I was fine before. I'll be fine after. I'm busy too. Like everything's Gucci. <laughs> Just like <laughs> tell me what's up, you know? But that's what I'm saying. Like I'm like I, I obviously like I don't, don't don't be hurtful, but I'm just like if there's something that happened where I'm like you were emotionally available yesterday, then I bring up a talk, <laughs> right. and now it's like oh, oh. <laughs> now that you brought it up, I've assessed and I've gone back and hit the numbers, and we just can't do this right now. And it's just like. So how long would you have continued doing this had I not said anything? And like, right. why is that the major red flag for like men in that situation to where it's like, oh, she wants to talk about what we're doing. Haven't slept with anybody else. Don't want to see anybody else. But like, shit, got to get out of here. Like, what? right. Again, <laughs> 20s. Sure. Kind of get it. I think it's still stupid. And I think you guys should become a little bit more mature a little bit earlier. But in your 30s, I do not get it. They say women mature faster, like girls mature faster than boys. But to, like, at what point do we do we do they catch ever catch up? up? <laughs> like, do they ever catch I up? Because almost forty. Afraid of? Yeah. Like, like I'm not a boogeyman. I'm just asking. Like, can can we have a relationship that I know that I'm not getting an STD or that like I'm not right. going to find some shit out that I don't want to know about you? Like that we can have open and honest conversations the way we have been, but just like knowing With that the I'm safety safe with of you. like yeah. With that, like, mm -hmm. you want a safe space to be open and like vulnerable. (laughs) Yeah. So my therapist said that we get into this all the time, but a woman's greatest fear is literally dying, is being killed, is being like, yeah. Um, A man's greatest fear is rejection, which LOL, that (laughs) we're literally, our biggest fear is being like, you know, kidnapped and then killed or like raped and like we have such real- Yeah, mm-hmm. and then killed probably. Um, and a man, th- it's not that is not really a thing that they're thinking about when they're walking home late at night. They can have both right. headphones in. They're not afraid of somebody taking their lives. Their biggest fear is rejection. So the way that I see that showing up in this space is okay. like the second that there is a person 
that a guy is dating that they can actually see themselves getting like vulnerable with, it opens up this space where like, oh, if I move forward here, I no longer have the power and she could reject me later on. She could learn who I really am and not like me and reject me and now I'm getting hurt. So what they do instead, they're in fight or flight. It's the biggest fear. So their body is going into like, I need to protect myself. And the way that they do that is shut down and dip. And it's just like. So end up alone yeah, and lost everything that you've just spent all of that time building. For the sake I of get it. protection, self-preservation. It, it makes so much sense. It really does. But it's like, what I don't understand with that theory is that like, they're just going to do it again. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's just like this never ending pattern of just like getting just close enough to, to a, a female. And then all of a sudden being like, ah, but as soon as you say that word, I'm like, I got to protect myself, which is again, you end up alone. It sounds so exhausting. Wouldn't it be nice <laughs> to just find somebody that you like and be like, I trust this. Somebody <laughs> that likes a good you. time. Yeah. The feeling is mutual, wants mm-hmm. to protect you and your heart and your feelings, but instead you're going to protect myself to be alone and then I'm going to have to start this whole process over. Yeah, like I, I'm tired thinking about it. <laughs> it's exhausting and now I do officially quit. <laughs> I'm done. I'm out. Thank you. Goodbye. Me and Dexter are doing just fine on our own. I I mean, again, though, I really haven't been on too many like first date. I've literally been on two first dates here. Right. I don't like dating. I don't like doing it at all. I don't really like um, (laughs) – my time now is so valuable. Is that a word? My time now is so valuable. Oh, my God. I don't want to say it anymore. (laughs) Your time is so valuable. Yes, thank you. My time now is so valuable to me. And I like, I really make it a point to only do things that feel like they're good additions to my life. And that is with work stuff, um, like everyday job things, and also career stuff and the people that I invite into my space. Right. And I'm really intentional with that with dating because – you know, it can be such an energy sucker if it's the wrong person. And I right. have so many things that feel like really like good and in the flow of life and I'm enjoying life so much that I don't really want to invite somebody in if it's going to take away from any of that. To the extent where like my dating profile on Hinge literally says like looking for monogamy, long-term relationship, one of the Love prompts. It. Yeah, like gotta. I'm not here to fuck around because I don't exactly. need it if we're not. Don't waste my time. Don't waste my time. I really, I'm good on my own and I would love to have a partner, but I don't need somebody just for the sake of like having a body around and being able to say that I have a boyfriend. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm going to start dating somebody, I'm going to do it intentionally. And right. and I wanted to incorporate that into my dating profile because I was like, don't message me if like the fact that I want a monogamous long-term relationship scares you. She's yeah. being direct. She's like, being literally direct from the jump. Don't message me if you're not here for monogamy. If you Mm-mm. don't want a relationship that requires time, effort, and energy, but also like be motivated and like <laughs> I don't need you to be up my ass the entire time. I would love for you to have your own things, but like, yeah, just only have sex with me and just like enjoy my company. That's it. That's all. That's like that's literally <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's an impossible ask, apparently. So. If if I were single, I would never go on a dinner date ever again, ever again. Why? Just because it's like committing too much time. 
it's yeah i feel like this is like entrapment on the first date kind of situation where Mm -hmm. it's like you know because shit could literally go wrong before we even get a drink order in and now i've committed to an entire meal Mm -hmm. no drinks that's it drinks are great they're easy to get out of if you're like 20 minutes in you're like okay great i had one drink i'll finish this one and then i'm gonna dip exactly not waiting on an entree yeah my friend's apartment's flooding gotta get out of (laughs) here Have you ever you used know. that? Have you ever used the like friend calling you excuse you have? I never have. What did you do? Oh my God. Okay. So I was on the date with this guy. What did we do? We, I don't know what we did. Oh, 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 oh. He was an actor. He was an actor and he took me to like the premiere of his short film that was like at For like a first Sony date. Stu- Oh no, yeah. not for first. For first date? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's gotta be stopped. Yeah. Continue. I was I was gonna say I was this I had to I I was somewhere between 18 and 21 because I know I wasn't old enough to like go out to like bars. He so we went to this like premiere where I didn't like the movie. I didn't like his like behavior like with people, but my car was at his house and like he smoked weed, so it was like, hey, you wanna like come in and like smoke a joint like afterwards? And I was like, it's fine. And I was also like had like a little bit of wine so I was like yeah like it's fine I texted my friend like we went outside to smoke and then he like wanted to like sit on the on on a hammock together to like smoke and when I tell you the clusterfuck that it was to even get on this hammock together um and it was just like that feels like like a that feels like something you do with somebody you've been dating for like eight months because it's such a clunky awkward thing it's like we're not gonna address the hammock until we're ready emotionally. Yes, <laughs> yes, because the entire time it's like I'm thinking like I don't even want to do – like you know what I mean? It's like almost like out-of-body experience where you're just mm-hmm. like watching yourself on this date being like you hate every fucking minute of this. Yeah. You want to get out of this so badly. And it's like – and this guy's having the time of his life, time of his life. And so like we were – and I can't remember like what he was saying, but he also like wasn't funny but thought he was funny. Oh, so the worst. Like, and every like – Everything ends like in a punchline, you know what I mean? But it's like there was no joke, there was no setup, but the way that he says things mm, and like it. laughs at himself. So it's like you're doing the like <laughs> polite. I'm like texting my friend and go, I don't give a fuck what the excuse is. Just call me now and you need me. And it was like I think that she locked herself out of our apartment. We did not live together. Um, and I was like, I got you, girl. I got you. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I gotta get out of here. He goes, Are you really pulling an excuse to get out? And I was like, my friends locked out like what because I feel like it was so prevalent at that time like the like giving the fake numbers like coming up with excuses to get out of dates and I did it I did it he called me out on it and I just stuck to my guns and was like you gotta locked out like what do you want me to do and also it was kind of like all right, like, let's actually give let's let this moment breathe for a little bit because like, sir, you don't know me. This is a first date. If my friend really is locked out and this is how you're going to behave. Right. This is a terrible reaction. (laughs) I'm out. So I got, I got out of there. Like I felt fine about it. Thanks for the joint. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. You had to double down in that moment. You can't be like, yeah, (laughs) my friend just called me with an excuse. What was the worst date you've ever been on? What was the worst date I've ever 
been on, I think it was that, that, that empathy dude. I really don't go on a lot of dates. I cancel all of them. Like I don't want to go. <laughs> I don't want to go. I feel like I need to have a little crush on somebody in order to want to go on a date with them. And with dating apps, I have no idea what your personality is like. So right. I don't care enough to commit to going somewhere to meet you. But if I had met somebody at like a party or out at a bar and they were like cute and we had a little flirty vibe and then they asked me on a date, then I'm like, yeah, I've got little like butterfly feelings. So I'm down to spend the time. But because everything is on apps now, you don't get that opportunity. And I'm just like, I just end up canceling it. Now that we've uh, talked about like our terrible dates and everything mm -hmm. like that, um, any place that you went this week that you like – love on the east coast that you would yes. recommend yes any brands bars? no brand i have a place and it is another musical theater related place big surprise she <laughs> loves show tunes um not shocked not shocked at all it's called marie's crisis cafe have you heard of this marie's crisis mm -hmm. as in like we're in a crisis as in, yeah, we want it. Crisis, yeah. So you haven't heard of it. It's, it's a musical theater bar. Um, yeah. And it is the best thing in the entire world. You go in and there's just one person on the piano playing show tune after show tune Ooh. after show tune. And everyone in the bar sings along. And it's so much fun. It's my favorite place to go. I've gone my last two birthdays. They've ended Cute. there. And I went last night. Um, and it's just so much fun. And like even when I've brought people that don't, love musical theater mm -hmm. the energy that is in a place like this where people are just connecting over like music and like shows that have meant so much to them everyone is just smiling and happy and like so the in the moment page. and it's yeah it's just like the most wholesome thing in the entire world and I love it so much and anytime Marie's somebody crisis. is in New York I always recommend they go to Marie's Crisis so cute. Yeah. It's, so it's just a piano bar that does show tunes. Yeah. They did a lot. Everyone... of. We walked in and they were singing West Side Story. So they'll normally do like a pocket where they do like three or four songs from a show and then they'll jump to a different show. So we got we got West Side Story last night. I think we got a little Little Shop. Um, we got some Wicked. Of course, we always get Wicked. Always Classic. get Wicked. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so much fun. What about you? Oh. Is there any LA rec? that you have for me yeah I have not been as active as I would like to be uh mm -hmm. this past week I had a lot of work to do so I stayed indoors but um I was before the crawfish boil I did uh go shopping down on Melrose uh mm -hmm. like the West Hollywood kind of area of it. it it's just a new it's not a new brand but it's a brand that I am newly obsessed with um Aster the label I don't know if you've ever gone on their website I haven't do I have to uh, the stuff is to die for. It is the perfect place if you're doing like summer weddings, uh, any like summer type event. It's just like flowy dresses. The short stuff is cute. They, the the sets, the blazer. I, I was like having a real Sophie's choice with myself. Like mm -hmm. I picked out like three dresses and I was like, oh, I only need one. So I was like trying to be like, you have to practice self-control. You can't right. just buy everything and then be like damn I shouldn't have done that but I look cute though Incredible. but just like some, some of the most gorgeous dresses and pieces and it's like really good quality and as I said it's just stunning like the things that they do with like backless cuts oh I was just, mm, I'm in heaven stunning. so I would highly recommend anything you need nice a nice look for look up after the label well I'll be in LA mine. later this month and I have some wedding stuff to do with my best friend so maybe I'll go get a cute little dressy dress 
Oh, you got to. You got to. They've got it's so cute and I'm really excited about that. I'm going to send you like some like pictures and stuff because I'm just Oh like, my God, please do. I love it. I love <laughs> it. I reserve the perfect wedding dress or like wedding Her. dress, guest dress. Right. Of course. Oh my God, slay. Okay, love. Yeah. <laughs> we are just, we, we, we got through. We, one of us is hungover. The other one is brain dead. So, you I'm know, we are doing the best we can. So tired. Um, <laughs> Guess who's who? <laughs> Guess who went to bed at 5 in the morning and woke up at 8.30 in the morning? Guess who went to bed Kill early me. and is still tired. <laughs> uh, jealous, though. So I literally have Pedialyte in my glass of water. You you go go back to bed. Go relax on the couch. <laughs> take a little nappy poo. A little nappy nap? Get order yourself. some pizza? Do I order some pizza? Yes. I think I should. Extra ranch? Yes, always. Although I have always. like a tub of it in my fridge. So I'm – I always I'm just like, get like pizza. the big chug. I'm going to get pizza. Now I'm going to get pizza. Thank you for that. I want pizza, but I'm like, fuck, I'm going to, on a vacation. So I'm like, get the pizza. No, get the pizza. You're right. <laughs> I love you. You have love you so the much. best week. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> I love you. Bye. <laughs>